0: Episode 7.
1: What? Is it? Yeah, it's recording. Oh, okay. (laughs) It started staring at me and I got confused. Alright, folks. The Color of Truth. uh, This is one of the most... uh, Probably one of my most favorite episodes just because it hits on a lot of racial, biased, and, you know, the way life was in in the South during the 50s, 60s, and well, in a lot of ways still is today, Um, you know, racism is alive in America, and Sam and uh, Al fight it head on. This is very much the first heavy episode
0: of Quantum Leap it's the second to last episode of the first season. And it was almost like they were, they were thinking, okay, we don't know if we're going to get picked up. So we're definitely going to do something shocking to try to get, try to get us there. Um, I wrote a lot about this. First of all, um, I love Al's attitude when he finds out when Sam's like, look, cause Sam actually comes, you know, you'd think Al being born in, uh, 19, like, what 1945? You would think he would be the more racist one, but Sam honestly came out not racist, but as the one with the issue, more of an issue with it. Right. Because he's like, look, Al, I'm black, and and Al's just like,
1: okay, and well, let's see. We start the episode uh, when he leaps into. A diner. Uh, yeah, the diner, which I believe was uh, supposed to be Woolworth counter that, uh, you know, so many that they had. And that was the way life was, that a, well, I want to say Negro just because it's on the show, but a African-American could not sit at the counter and eat with white people and although that one guy as you pointed out <laughs> the guy in that booth in the back his mama was something yeah um uh, if you look closely uh, at the very beginning of, of the episode you'll see which looked to me as a japanese american sitting at the booth uh, with, with a with another lady and I believe that it being so close to World War II time frame that I don't believe he would have been allowed to sit there and eat. But maybe they just didn't have another fill-in. <laughs> Nobody was like, hey, uh, Larry looks
0: a little bit yellow. He's a little bit squinny." Yeah, <laughs> throw him in there anyway. We need a seat filler. Okay, um... So, this episode also proved that really old white women have always been kind of cranky bitches.
1: well, I love miss melanie's you know backbone she doesn't let yeah. she doesn't let anybody run over her, and it kind of reminds me of Jessica Tandy and driving Miss Daisy and some of the similarities like going to the cemetery um you know, the closeness that her and, you know, her driver had and just like Jesse and Miss Melanie.
0: Something I was, I was reading about this episode and said something that's interesting is everybody thinks that it's based on Driving Miss Daisy, but it came out a few months before the movie premiered. Um, so odds are people say that it is more than likely based on the same play that Driving Miss Daisy was based on. Right, right.
1: Which I didn't know Driving Miss Daisy was based on a play. But even in my time frame, you know, in the era that I, that I grew up, uh, you know, there was a lot of racism. And it was just the simple fact that I'm not white. I wasn't white enough to be accepted and you know to quote the show being in a lily white town can be extremely difficult and you know as I've gotten older I realize that it's more out of fear uh, of you know being different and a lot of people take issue with that The old, old,
0: old white woman born probably in the 1800s. I mean, like, this woman was her birth was closer to slavery than civil rights. Uh, Was the least racist person in this episode, I think. Right. Which is, I found, thought was really cool. Because, um, I mean, other than her, like, having resistance. To the idea of integration and you know, telling Jesse to keep his colored voodoo to himself. Right. Um which I think that was more probably more her fear on voodoo than on being touched by a black dude. Well Do you think she was mentally ill? And not
1: just like her her character or real life? No, her character, Miss Melanie. Well, I think I think it was Early onset, you know, Alzheimer's or so. you know, dementia, but that would have been misdiagnosed in in that time frame. Right. But getting getting back to some of the stuff that you know we were we were touching on, I think white people get scared, and w- when they're been raised a certain way, and they don't understand someone else's upbringing or how they, you know can be so different, and that makes a lot of people nervous. Yeah. Um.
0: That's a that's a fair point, honestly. Um. My uh, observations are not quite as heavy as <laughs> yours.
1: <laughs> well, growing up. When, you know, uh, people would, you know, just making conversations, you know, with the teachers would say, you know, what all did you guys have for supper last night? And, you know, if I mentioned that we had had rice, you know, the, the people would be like, whoa, what? Who has rice, and, you know, at dinner or at all? And... You know, people, people like would jump food. to conclusions, and because you know, I grew up in the Midwest, and you know, it was a very meat and potatoes um, kind of area. A lot of heart attacks at thirty-eight.
0: <laughs> <sighs> I think this is this is definitely Sam's first non-white and non non-white guy character, and I think it's his it's a little bit before he's anything else
1: yeah uh, this time he digs deep and you know tries not to let his personal feelings get in the way but you know they do tend to leak out because I think he is a you know strong advocate against racism and you know falling into stereotypic type people yeah,
0: um, which that actually brings up the next thing I made is I, I don't know I may have to go back and watch the DVD, um, because I don't you know sometimes they censor things because of modern sensibilities, but what was with Sam when Al's like a lot of my friends are black on the Roku channel version he says I can't believe you said that Al and has to walk away and collect himself. Like, did Al call them Negroes or something in the original airing, or what? Because that was just a very weird moment. Right. Well. Because, like, he has to walk, like, over to the bushes and collect himself and then come back because Al
1: said he had black friends. Right. Well. It shows, again, how deep Al... Uh, Dean Sakwell's character Al is because he's a very well-rounded person. He's done, you know, pretty. He's done it all.
0: I know the and,
1: protesting
0: was like. Right. So he must have only slept on bus rides from
1: to and from other parts of the world and in, in the country. It, it just shows how good it. How good of. I'm gonna kick you. How good a person Al is, and. You know he, he didn't let the you know shape of your eyes or the color of your skin get in the way. If you was a good person, you know he took you at face value. um Okay,
0: the other things I noticed are more funny. Um, we're gonna pause for just a second and we're back. For the record, I wasn't going to actually kick my dog when I say that I was going to nudge her gently with my foot so she'll <laughs> shut the hell up. Charles knew nothing about cars. Um, which is fine. He was a governor in the 40s, so odds are the man hadn't driven since he was a young man. But he thought that the blinker wore down the battery and that taking four hours to get somewhere at 20 miles an hour used less gas than getting there in two hours at, at 40 miles an hour. So also, he didn't know basic math. Well, you have
1: to look at the education, you know, of the technology during that time. You know, people have, you know, people's opinion of of cars and how they work. And, you know, just the fact of taking care of your automobile, uh, I think, was a lot more... I think it was a, a lot, a lot better understood back then that if you take care of it, you know, it's going to last forever.
0: Right, and I, I, totally, I get that, and I, I agree with that. But he was, he was the governor of Alabama at one point, so he would have been pretty well educated. And the well, fi- the forties and fifties, they were decades into having a car, so he should have known that the blinker doesn't wear down the battery.
1: I didn't mean that he was retarded and didn't know. You know, that he, he wasn't smart. I was just saying that, you know, no, people's like, idea right. of what was right, you know, and the treatment of the vehicle has right. changed. But now what I mean over by time. that is,
0: it would have been, un- or your education thing is, it would have been understandable if he was like, you know those guys that drive into town on a wagon uh towards the end of the episode like it would have been understandable for them to not know how to work a car right
1: but very true one of the richest dudes in the state he probably should have been smarter but some of the less pertinent you know parts of, of the episode I love the fact of going to Miss Patty's and, you know, that was her daily routine. And it was just a very... It was a simpler time. They they had certain places they went just for uh, their milk and... Lazy people ruined it all. Right. That's why there's a Walmart everywhere. The whole one-stop shopping has has killed, you know, the simpler times. There's no...
0: uh, there's no character to individual towns. That's what they want to sell. Our town is a, a great example of that. They don't want to have all these festivals and things, but half the buildings on Main Street are for sale because there's a Walmart 20 minutes away. Right. Like every town in America looks exactly the same decrepit. I agree. I wish we had a main street like that. I don't, like, I use milk to bake. I don't, I can't drink it, but I would love to have a milkman, like, deliver it. And. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sam, genius, but also an idiot, which I think is a great part Man, of. you're
1: being rough today.
0: I think it's a great part of his character because a lot of geniuses, both in history and fiction, are absent minded a lot. When you're that hyper intelligent like he's i mean he's supposed to have what like seven or eight different phds right and so the fact that he didn't pause to read the very large sign in front of the water fountain <laughs> that's true like that's the true. mirror thing i can get that you know unless you're a really vain and kind of a douche your first instinct at any given moment is oh, like, it oh look at hat it's to function in the world but the sign was
1: right there, and well, it was very bright. Him being a being a white man, would you know he wouldn't stop to think about you know needing to look to see if it was okay for for him to get a drink he had never had to do that even in his normal life right, right ever since he was a kid because you know i don't want to say white privilege but you know they didn't if there have was ever a time to go in, through that
0: if there's ever a time in history where right white, white privilege really was real i'd say it was probably the 50s right um i don't know I, do you remember when his they say his birthday is
1: No, not right off the top of my oh, head.
0: Yeah, August 8th, 1953. So this episode actually takes place on Sam Beckett's second birthday.
1: Oh, well, that's cool. Um, let me see here. Oh, when Jesse's niece Rex and, you know, uh, Miss Melanie and Jesse find her, and Atlanta outside of the car, and she's got blood all over her neck. And Sam is wrapping her head. Now, that was that was a little that odd. She's got a she's got a hemorrhage Miss <laughs> Melanie. We've yeah. got we've got, I've to, got to stop react. the bleeding. And
0: I better put a bandana on her head in case she sweats. <laughs>
1: But, That's a good catch. Yeah, they did, they didn't bother even even wiping her neck.
0: No. Um okay. Do you think that the leaps reset like did they rest Sam and his, his muscles and stuff? Because um he never seems very tired. Hey, even though like from his point of view, they've established that the leaps are like instantaneous. Even if they, if Hal and everybody can't find them because it's been a month, so in Sam's head, ever it's probably only been like a couple of weeks, maybe depending on how many days he spent in each leap. Well, and in, you
1: never really uh, see him relax. In Sam's head, it's just a few minutes. But in at the beginning during Genesis, when when he bounced around and you know they said it's been a week uh, since, since we've been able to find you and, and oh fuck. so sorry my wife is uh, being weird d- doing a dance for me so oh. I got a little sidetrack born
0: a guy so I don't turn so. around mother
1: <laughs> but well I absolutely, lo- I absolutely love this episode. I, it had it had so many good topics, and again, I will bounce back to the reboot with the articles that I have been reading about how Sam and Al mishandled, you know, racism in so many different situations. You know, where did
0: they mishandle
1: it? They were nice to I black think people. Yes. Oh.
0: Okay. Couple more things. One, this is the first leap where Sam didn't solve the problem. At least I think so, because he was pretty directly involved in every other leap. But Al and Southern boys being afraid of their mamas is what saved Miss
1: Melanie's life and the, the girl's life. That that was that was what they assumed that why why Sam was there. But in actuality, Sam, he opened their minds to, you know, change and saying that, you know, we're we're not, we're not a bad, we're not bad people. We're not a bunch of voodoo's. We're, you know, we're not what you think we are. Man, if
0: anybody listens to this podcast in New Orleans, we are going to get hate mail. (laughs) Or Haiti.
1: Well... You know, I would just, love some hate mail. I love mail of any kind. I just think that it's um, really, really awesome um, how how they approached it. You know, Sam wants wanted to get involved with the civil rights move, move, movement, but that's that's really not what he was here. But he did change their minds and gave them an, another view, or a, another way to look at it, and. That goes back to who's really in charge of leaping him around. Do
0: you think that this is another hint that Sam's actually controlling everything subconsciously? Because this is the second leap where he has more or less ignored his computer that was telling him why he was there and ended up kind of mostly being right.
1: Yeah, that is... Don't get me wrong, I still hate the ending. That is definitely a way to look at it, man. You know, or you can see how they drew that conclusion in the final uh, show. It was just, uh, you know, Sam, Sam had more to do with it and out of the goodness of his heart.
0: All right, last question. Why do you think Miss Melanie could see Al? Because throughout the show, spoiler alerts, um we establish and most animals can see him which i want to know which animals can't see him is it cats because they're dicks um children can see him and people who are pure of heart right so is miss melanie pure of heart or in if she is like her early onset dementia putting her back in that innocent stage of life or do you just think that it was she was seconds from her death and already kind of hearing the voice of her dead husband
1: sometimes when you're you know when you're at that final moment i've had a few of those in my life you know the mental clarity that you get when you know it looks like your time is up is you know it opens your mind and i think in this case it kind of, you know, it's all on brainwaves, maybe her intelligence you know, she was actually a very smart lady. Yes, she was. And, you know, I think that's why she was able to hear Al. Interesting. But, you know, she, she was a, a very nice lady, you know, she grew up in a different time, different understandings of situation. It, it would be hard to compare it to 2022 you know because that's just not that's just not the way things were done people people that complain about our past don't take the time to understand that that was that was socially socially acceptable right on how they treated what they saw with minorities or people that were you know lower lower class than them you know a lot of people didn't take in to the fact that you know what that this man, this woman, is a truly good person. We may not look similar, but when you get down to it, we're you know we have the same heart.
0: Wow! You get re- as soon as you get in front of a microphone, you get deep. <laughs> like you are a deep person, and I didn't know that.
1: Well, you just have to look at it, you know, as you get older, your views and your opinions change, and you've lived a lot of life. And it's just one of those deals where you think, you know what, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought, because you think I've, I've got different views and different sociably acceptable behavior in 2022. But I didn't think that way when when I was in '77 or through the '80s. You know, it was just a it was just a different way of life. Hmm. And, and in my opinion, I think it was a, in a lot of ways, it was a simpler time, a better time. But there is a lot of change that that did need to happen. Hmm. All right, you want to wrap up? All right. This is Chuck Taylor. I'm so glad that you spent time to listen to my rambling, <laughs> and we'll talk to you next time next next week. Thank you so much. One of my
0: favorite episodes, the Kamikaze Kid. Bye.